Hi, and welcome. Um, I'm going to start up a, um, a podcast tape. So um, I'm glad that all of you are here with us today. Let me just pop over here and get this thing going. And we'll be uh, getting started. We have a wonderful guest today. I know you're all going to be very excited about. Um, okay, so welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, uh, home of NARC Troopers. Um, and um, today we have a very special guest um, that I would like to introduce. Uh, I've worked with um, her before a few times in the past, and we've really done some great work together. Uh, Tayana Nicole Edrelin is a women's empowerment coach, holistic healer, and trauma survivor here who's going to talk to us today about the ramifications of abuse on the human mm -hmm. soul and the disempowerment of survivors as a result of their experience, along with valuable recovery tools that we all need uh, that you can use to reclaim your power. Um, and uh, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. That's what we're trying to do. So we're gonna get some new insights on that today. Thank you, Tayana, for being here. So let's jump Thank right in. So the, the abuse person, the disempowerment, what happens with all of that is something that most people cannot even comprehend. They don't understand mm -hmm. it. Um, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, first I want to start, I, I want to start off by just talking and, and connecting with your, your listeners and, and letting them know that no matter how bad your experience was, and no matter how bad you might be feeling right now, just know that you can recover. That, I mean, you see Jen, she is, she's a, the epitome of recovery. <laughs> we all oh, got to no, keep no. working on it. And I, I have my moments. <laughs> and I too, as a trauma survivor, I've, I've actually uh, experienced trauma as a child being molested by my father. And I did have an experience with a narcissist uh, a little bit later on in life. Uh, luckily, I was healthy enough to kind of have the bells go off, um, but it was an awful experience. And I know what disempowerment is like, and I know that you can be liberated from it. So as we all know, it is the narcissistic job to disempower their, I don't know, what do we call them? The victim, the partner, the person that they're with, um, and they really have a lack of empathy and they have the a lack of ability to connect or even be a friend with the person that they are associating with, with their partner. Um, and they have more of an obsession with dis, with uh, gaining and increasing their own personal power by their act of abuse. So they may be lacking in their own personal power, therefore they need to gain their own personal power by chipping away and taking it away from other people. Now, the truth is, is that we allow this to happen, but we often do it unconsciously, subconsciously, and not knowing that we're doing it. Okay. Um, so the, how the narcissist does this is through the manipulation, through the crazy making, through fault finding, um, through the verbal put downs and shaming, through lying. And all of this is chipping away slowly, maybe slowly, maybe very, uh, you know, covertly or overtly. Um, and then ultimately, the final betrayal of the discard. Which So there's these stages that happen in narcissistic abuse. Um, again, for those people who are new to this, could you go back and just summarize that really quickly, those different cycles? Well, how the, the uh, well, I was explaining kind of the ways that they, they chip away at the, at the personal power. Mm -hmm. So when they're manipulating you emotionally, um, and, or, or when they're doing verbal put downs and shaming, it chips away at a person's ability 
to feel good, to feel love, to feel, and it, it chips away at their power, you know, because if they were in their power, they were actually already in their full power, they would understand that this is not acceptable. <laughs> none of that behavior is acceptable so so the so the victim and they're attracted to what is the what is the term jen that you use for the survivor the is it do you call it a victim um individual in the relationship um okay sometimes we're not the victim we're the volunteer (laughs) (laughs) you know it, it it's a mixed mixed descriptor so I like that one, the volunteer. Yes, the volunteer. We are the volunteers for this great experiment of really um, putting ourselves through the ringer. And, and we are, in fact, giving our personal power away when we put up with somebody that is verbally putting us down, verbally shaming us. Um, they may be lying. Um, you start to lose trust in your own ability to decipher situations you know and especially with the discard sometimes the discard can be so shocking maybe it might be a relief to some people but to other people that aren't expecting it and it's just like the complete throwaway it really leaves the person feeling helpless hopeless powerless confused after the discard and they have no control over the situation um You've given us. I just want to insert here. I think that's what I was trying to go for is that this slow erosion where they they um, um, take away your identity, your sense of agency, all of it doesn't just happen at the end with the discard. Um, Mm -hmm. There's that whole period of devaluation where that's going on big time, which can last some people, it's, it's amazing how long this whole thing can go on. Sometimes yes. it's decades, yes. decades. I have a new client just this week, 27 years. And um, I know other people mm. who it, it's, it's not just a short cycle and then done and then whatever. Sometimes it just goes on and on. And that the thing that you're talking about, this it's like a slow disintegration in acid or something that happens of the victim volunteer person over a long period of time throughout you know maybe even in the beginning in the love bombing stages they're still behind all of that there's a gut feeling that something isn't quite right and there's mm-hmm. already a relinquishing of power even in those very first stages mm-hmm. when you buy into mm-hmm. the fantasy so it's not just at the end with the discard that you lose mm-hmm. your power and become helpless and whatever it's the whole yeah. experience from beginning to end is is like that, that that's yeah. what i want to yes absolutely absolutely and it, and it's a slow chipping away and then the and then the person the volunteer uh, will because it's for it becomes so familiar to them it becomes and it becomes an um, a dance of what can I do differently how can I try harder how can I please this person that I love and am infatuated with and and want this person's love you know really the other person is looking for the love from this person and so that continues to dismantle their their power center just to get a little spiritual on you guys too <laughs> for those of you that don't know uh your 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 power center is located in a chakra what they call a chakra called the solar plexus it's right uh above your belly and, and in between your belly and your heart so it's right below that it's the core that is the core of your being so when you are disempowered in any form when it is blocked when it is wounded when it is leaking energy it is affecting everything in your life not just the relationship okay so i'm just i'm just i'm just stating throwing that in there now to get people thinking energetically about the different ways that they give their power away okay but also to understand that 
the that the things that you heal when you heal the solar plexus when you heal your own empowerment the th different things in your life you will also be more empowered in as well okay yes basically the dis, the the abuse will dismantle your your self trust your own self trust you know and it perpetuate perpetuates states of self doubt and you're unable to trust your own reality you know your your inner knowing you know your inner being even though like what you're saying you may even feel that there's something off there's something wrong there's something not right but you're not trusting that enough to say, you know, I've got to go, or this isn't right. This isn't working. It's not for me, you know, and you find yourself unable to make decisions, healthy decisions for yourself, healthy choices. You may be even blaming yourself um, and asking yourself, how did I get so entangled with this? And there must be something wrong with me. You know, it's me, it's, it, it, there's something wrong with me. And you, so you've, You've not only given your power away to them, you've lost your ability to empower yourself because of the pain and the hurt and the confusion that ensues, especially after they're gone, right? Am I right, Jen? Right, that's absolutely correct. Um, it is uh, an erosion of self. They take your identity and they wear it as their own and they absorb it until it becomes um, a great costume that's very convincing to everyone. They think that that's who that narcissist is when actually they've co-opted your traits and characteristics and your identity. It's in, in short, it's, it is identity theft. Mm -hmm. It is. And so there's no reclaiming it. I think that we're going to get into that next where there's no, I mean, people say we're going to reclaim, um, re- uh, have rehabilitation, restore, recovery, implying that we're going to go back and take over something that we had before the narcissist. But in many cases, or or what we had when we met them, it's gone. You know, it they took it. They body snatched you, soul snatched you, mind mm -hmm. snatched you in every way. This identity theft, so that that you're hollow like they are by the time they go. Mm -hmm. And it's really not a re anything. It's, it's like you have to give birth to a new self that you mm -hmm. create from scratch at the end of one of these relationships because there's nothing to reclaim. They took it. They absconded with it. They're gone and they took it with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you have to create something new and what an opportunity. You know, when people told me that in the beginning, I wanted to just slap them and say, get out, shut up. It's not an opportunity. I don't want this opportunity. I was fine. I was that the fantasy was pretty fantastic. A lot of the time I was enjoying that much of the time. I didn't want to mm. leave it. Reality sucks. But mm. now years have passed. In fact, this week is coming upon the four year anniversary on mm. this coming Sunday, four years since um, this narcissistic husband left. And, um, I don't see it that way anymore. I do see that I was presented with an opportunity to get out of something toxic and disingenuine that wasn't real. It wasn't authentic and that I have an opportunity to create a new version of myself, a new me that I have ownership of and still be rooted in this reality and uh, trying to be impactful in that reality in the best way I can to help people. All of that would not have been possible had I not just accepted that, you know, they took who I was away. She's gone. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now I'm, I'm new. Mm -hmm. I'm born. I'm born again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the truth be told is you probably on, on the level of, because you were playing in that toxicity, you know, oh, so yeah. it's, it's almost you know, that is also empowering to create the new identity, to rebirth the self. They cannot steal your soul, though. 
Okay. And, yeah, and a lot of this is about us. The disempowerment is about us being disconnected from our own soul. And that's why they're yeah. able to take, you know, and it doesn't take, you don't have to be a sick person to be disconnected from your soul, but probably 99% of the population is disconnected on some level from their, some their soul. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's right. But at the core of it, we still have our core, our, our self, our, our, um, our, our soul, yes. we have our divinity. We have, we have that, we own that. For, mm -hmm. for the person with narcissism or psychopathy, that part of them does not exist. And that's why they have to mm -hmm. take yours. It's just not there. You mm -hmm. keep thinking and telling yourself it is, and I can help them, and I care about them, and I want to mm -hmm. fix them and heal them, and I know that they can do it. I know I've, I see the good in them. No, you don't. What you see is a reflection of the good in you that they do. Very good. What, Love that. Yes. What, what, what is in them is just an emptiness. It's just a barren wasteland. They don't have that core soulful uh, essence. What did you call it? Um, the uh, divinity part, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, our, they don't have that. They just don't have it. So mm -hmm. um, I think that that's a distinction that is that we need to really recognize. Yes, yes. And they're so th that's why they're so sick. You know, and then they don't know that they're sick, you know, because no. they're that, that disconnected from their own divinity, from their own soul. Right. So do you want to, um, what I can do is um, I can start to talk about how do we reclaim the power? Let's absolutely talk about that because that's why we're here. Most of us are, have some pretty good awareness of what's going on. But as far as how do we get to this place where we are in our best um possible how do we create this this new thing how like where do we go what do we do how does how does that happen okay let's, let's talk about that okay well my points are basically on i mean creating a new identity requires all of your being right so i'm, I'm kind of yes. specifically talking about uh giving tips on how to reclaim the your power but yes. it, the power is an important part when you're creating your new identity, because you want to be empowered to do that from a mm -hmm. healthy space. And, and, and that can take some time. It doesn't like automatically happen. But one of the first right. things that you want to do, this is very, very simple, is you need to be, become aware and acknowledge that you've given your power away. And then you want to make start making the reclamations and the declarations that you are going to take your power back i am going to take my power back i i telling the universe you know i am going to take my power back i want to take my power back that's just the simple start you know that's just the beginning of claiming that within yourself so that your soul so that your divinity your higher self whatever you want to call it and your even your body starts to respond to that to start giving you now you have to once you do that you you also have to be willing to feel the feelings that you feel which i know are, is incredibly painful and it's not meant to be done fast but you have to be willing to uh, sit with yourself and be able to feel all the feelings that you feel around what actually happened, the grief, the Absolutely. rage, a lot of the rage can be turned inward to yourself, you know, so you've got to be willing to let these feelings emerge and be willing to sit with them and feel them knowing that as they emerge, it will pass, you know, and then you have another opportunity to use your power to create your new identity, to create who it is that you remember to be, who you want to be, uh, who you know that you are, what your heart wants for yourself. Um, and then uh, number three would be, you wanna put, you wanna make sure that you're putting the onus where it belongs, okay? I can't tell you how many people I work with that have blame themselves for abusive situations, including myself, because I 
was so young and a child doesn't know what else to do but blame it on themselves because that's what they're being told it's their fault now so you want it it just it wasn't your fault yes you were a volunteer yes you had this experience for some divine reason um, to teach you something on our journey called life but it it wasn't your fault and you really need to own to know that you were deceived that you were wronged but you are no longer a victim that you are a survivor that That's you very are a survivor important. not to get stuck in victimhood mm -hmm. uh i hear dr vac and even people like Robert Torvey on Cora and just numerous people say that a lot of people, once they this happens to them, they get this is where they get stuck. This is the sticking place where they see themselves as a victim and that becomes their identity. Yes. And you have to let that go and, yeah. and reject that and be like, choose the word you want to be. I, I call it troopers because we're narcissistic abuse recovery troopers uh another lady wrote an article on medium i read it last night as i was um going to bed i i read medium articles and she talked about how she's a warrior and mm. um and how what that means is rejecting victimhood and saying you know i refuse to just see myself as a victim i was victimized make that statement i was victimized right. yeah you need to own that that's what happened you were victimized but are you a victim that's not your identity you don't mm -hmm. want to claim that you don't want to own that you don't want to say that's how i identify as a victim no yes you are not. that that yes. is that is not where you want to live and because yes. it's easy to be stuck there and to just see, oh, poor me, I'm a, I'm a victim and just be that forever. You got to move past it. There's so much more yes. on the other side, of that whole victimhood thing. Uh, and it's huge because it's tricky to, to maneuver past that. Oh, I've been victimized. I must be a victim. OK, I'm just going to sit with that. No, keep going. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and because that 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 is the pivotal point when you're taking your power back of saying, no, I'm no longer gonna be you were a victim in the relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. So you're a survivor while you're healing healing, and then your your real empowerment is when you're claiming your true self and the truth of who yeah. you are. I love that. I really love that. I love what you said, Jen. I love what you say. <laughs> <laughs> about this you know it, it, but, it, but just just so your listeners know that is a key that is so so key it is really really key it is it is pivotal in your recovery now you can stay in the self-pity and the and the grief and the stuff for a while you're, you're granted that you get you get to you get to be allowed to do that just like she said don't stay stuck so number four would be to create a spiritual practice okay I also know that a lot of people don't like this. They're pissed off at God. They don't believe in God. They don't want to deal with this. But when I'm talking about spiritual practice, I'm talking about something, a practice where you can go within yourself and connect with yourself, with your soul, with your higher self. Because this is the reason why we're disempowered in the first place. This is the reason why we are dis we give our power away from the first in the first place. So you want to find time where you yourself can give yourself the love and the forgiveness and the reestablishment of your own self-trust. And that requires you to go inward. So it doesn't mean when I say spiritual practice, it doesn't mean that you have to sit there and meditate like a guru or go to church or do prayer. I'm talking about having a time for yourself where you sit with yourself and nurture your soul, nurture your spirit, asking yourself questions about what you want in life, what you want to feel like and seeing engaging where you're at in your worth of being able to receive that for yourself be you know and being able to really a, a lot of us lack 
uh, the ability to 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 nurture ourselves or to love ourselves, which is why we get attracted to these kinds of relationships anyway. So it's, a, it's just important to be able to learn how to have that inner dialogue with yourself so that you can, especially this is, it is, it is to reestablish self-trust because as you do that, you know, your inner child, your new self is all learning like, yes, I can trust myself again. I can feel myself again. I can feel my feelings. I know who I am. Uh, I'm a real human being. I'm not a piece of trash. And it's also, especially if you want to enter into a healthy relationship in the future. Well, and let me add on to that if I can. Um, Just a second. I I think that a lot of people these days have trouble with organized religion and what that represents. But I think that the majority of human beings believe in some power greater than themselves, uh, whether you call it source or the universe or, you know, whatever you want to name it. There's most people believe that there's something larger out there than a human being that is like, you know, a force out there. And and I advocate for trying to tap into that and look at it as like, like there are forces of good and evil. I have seen ghosts and I have seen demons. I know mm-hmm. what I saw and there is no doubt what I was looking at. And if those things exist, I know that there is the flip side of that coin that there are there are guardians and I don't know what. I mean, who can say? Maybe angels, maybe spirits, maybe you know, sources of goodness and light. Uh, We tend to think of good as light and evil as dark. So I like to look at it this way. When you're going through something that feels like you just can't muster the strength to get through it, if you can somehow connect and tap in to the light that comes from Mm -hmm. the source of divine whatever, um, you can bring that light down through your body through down to your core and to your soul and and feel that energy from that source Mm -hmm. for me that's why I moved to the ocean I feel uh I call Mm -hmm. it God sometimes I call it source uh and I say it because there's no gender here or any weird thing weird thing like that but this this power this this um force of of nature for me is most alive when i see the ocean every day i drive Mm -hmm. down from the top of this cliff where i am towards the little coastal community at the bottom it's it's like less it's like a half a mile three-fourths of a mile and you see the ocean there and i know i feel it i feel the energy in the air prickling and buzzing and the electricity Mm -hmm. of that just the living energy of it and I try to pull that into myself and this all sounds just so weird but let me just end by saying I perceive the good guys the being on the on the side of goodness which is where I want to be I've I've seen the yucky dark things and they are freaking scary and you Mm -hmm. do not want to be in league with those things um or you you just don't want to to allow them to come into you and to fill in all of the gaps and holes in your in your heart Mm -hmm. and in your soul and fill it with the evil stuff and i'm going to use the word evil some people have a problem with that but i don't know what else to call it it's bad (laughs) it's yucky Mm -hmm. you could just go with that but if you can get that light i think we carry the light we yes, carry we are the light. that light we are the light and that light for me comes from god comes from a higher power that's the divine light that fills me with this light and we're all connected into this big oneness and that's how <laughs> i summon strength through me to get through times when i just think yes. this sucks so much i am so alone in this world oh my gosh what am i this is effing horrible then I Mm -hmm. do that and it works. It works. It empowers. Beautiful. Yes. Because, and, and that's, and this is why you, so the next step is going to be 
where you're actually assessing the ways that you've given away your power. Okay, so that takes that extra strength. It takes that extra support. It takes some of the recovery of, you know, first getting past the the victim stage because this is an important power, important empowerment piece of taking back your own personal responsibility of the ways that you behaved, what you did in the relationship and how you gave them, you allowed it you gave permission to take your power. You did. And so you're going to want to assess it and do the shadow work. And it could, it can be very, very dark. And it, you know, you, so there's things like, did you want to say something, Jen? Or do you want no, to? No, I'm just okay. agreeing with you that this okay. is all very, uh, <laughs> this is all very, very accurate is, is that we do invite it in and we, we want that thing that that narcissist has that whether it's the them parentifying you and being your mother or whether Mm -hmm. it's fantasy where they're promising you this this perfect unconditional love and stuff they're going to be everything you ever dreamed of they are the manifestation of that in order to hook you in so they can feed off of you every predator knows how to hypnotize their prey Y'all ever see Jungle Book with the snake that has its eyes going like (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's a narcissist. And so, uh, you know, you have to, you participated in that. You got drawn in. You wanted that. You, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's me just nodding, saying Mm -hmm. absolutely, um, you know, yeah, just, yes, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when the deeper work really begins. You know, you don't, you don't do that deep work in the beginning, but the deeper work for, for anybody that wants to grow through this and, and, and be stronger, um, you know, because you've done things like um, maybe you let them control the, your decisions or you believe them, you know, even just believing them when they told you you were stupid or crazy, believing those, uh, you know, in your own belief system that, that what they're saying was true. Um, you, it could be that you didn't trust your own tuition, like Jen was saying, that you knew that gut feeling that something was off, but it was ignored. You ignored it. And there can be very many things like you just kept thinking you could fix it. Um, you wanted to keep doing better, you know, constant people pleasing and wanting to continue to please them and be become what they need and what they wanted so that you could, in exchange, be loved. And, mm-hmm. so, and then- Sometimes uh, they come right out and tell you, there's something wrong with me. I've had other people say that I'm not like other people and that I, you know, whatever. And they will warn you, I'm not, I, I don't have relationships. I don't believe in relationships. And I'm not a, a one, one woman kind of man or whatever, you know, they'll tell you. And, and the thing here is whatever they tell you in the beginning, you better believe it. Don't dismiss it. Don't justify it or rationalize it or try to twist it and turn it to make it be what you want it to be so that you can fix it or heal it or love it back to wellness because that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And we we gaslight ourselves just like mm-hmm. they gaslight themselves and make themselves believe all this crazy stuff. We do too. Uh, we okay, this is, this is, this is interesting because that you're, you're mentioning this. Because the, in, when, when the, the, the narcissist is in the abuse and they're abusing you, um, they're, you're basically, like you were talking about giving your identity to them, they're changing your authentic identity to mold into what they wanted. But, and what you're saying is the opposite, where the, the, the victim is also fantasizing this projection of this person that it is not yeah it doesn't change um it doesn't change what the narcissist is doing but it's saying that we have our version of something really messed up too (laughs) right so it's it's interesting that you're saying it's kind of mirroring off each other um yes so yeah so and then the, the the last thing would be to please 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 don't do this on your own. I mean, continue to listen to podcasts like Jen's. Please get mentorship. Please get support. 
I know that I know for Jen, she does multiple, multiple things. I, and I highly suggest you follow her, her buffet style of healing. Um, you know, therapy is, it can, can be very long, just taking a prescription med just covers up the, the wound. So please try a bunch of different stuff. I'm, and I'm speaking into this as a holistic healer, as an energy worker, as a coach, <laughs> as a spiritual teacher, that we really want to get the deeper work done so that you can be liberated and free so that when you go into new relationships, when you go to create that new identity, you are happy, you're joyous, you can live a free life, you're empowered, you know, you're <laughs> empowered, yeah. you're authentic, you're confident, you're in your joy. That's your birthright. That is your birthright. It, I just want to uh, say a little testimonial here. Uh, Tayana here is part of my team, um, my recovery team. And it, it took a village, <laughs> a team <laughs> to help me get all my, my stuff together because I was just, I was, I was destroyed, destroyed, annihilated, uh, just absolutely wiped off the planet, you know, burned to the ground. And to be able to put some some remnant some piece of my inner self to like blow on those embers to get the fire to light up again inside of me uh which is what has to happen essentially is mm -hmm. like you know you're destroyed and you've got just these little embers in there in your soul in your heart in your core that are still alive they're just so injured they're so damaged they're just scorched and you it, it takes all kinds of different people with different jobs <laughs> doing different things to help you get all that going and and Tayana the role that she has played for me I don't think that I I would be okay um as much as I am I would that I could have um pulled myself together enough to function at all had it not been for her contribution to my recovery the things that she did for me with me to me um the the way she served as a guide the um the things mm. that, that the rituals that performed the the just all of it was a very indispensable important part of my own recovery i'm not recovered yet i may be in recovery the rest of my life just like an alcoholic that is is sober i may be trying to maintain sobriety from getting into narcissistic relationships for the rest of my life but the key is that i am in sobriety i'm not self-trashing i went through a little stage like that about a year or two in I'm not doing anything self-sabotaging. I'm trying to make good decisions. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the right things. And I credit mm -hmm. Tayana very much for being there to support me through this journey. And she was an integral part of that. And then to accompany that, I had a therapist doing dialectical mm -hmm. behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy, which is very effective. For this, if you have a person doing the cognitive behavioral therapy who knows something about narcissism, mm -hmm. and yeah. if they don't, then that could be that could backfire and hurt you more than help you. Mm -hmm. uh, something with clergy, if they know nothing about this, their well-meaning advice may be more harmful than helpful. You've got to mm -hmm. find people who speak this language. Mm -hmm. And Tiana mm -hmm. speaks this language. There are other therapists out there uh, mental health professionals groups of people uh, on meetup and through like coda and through like um, codependence anonymous um, al-anon even or they have like mm -hmm. online groups like there's one in la like the los angeles narcissistic abuse recovery group you know groups of people um, and then mm -hmm. I had energy work, pranic, pranic healing, acupuncture, Reiki, craniosacral massage, on and on and on. I've done it. <laughs> I've done the work. <laughs> I have been fighting, fighting so fiercely for four yeah. years on Sunday. It's a warrior. 
on Sunday because I did not want that to be the death of me. I didn't want my children to see me defeated, ruined, and essentially murdered by a person that was so sick and so absent from being human, just mm -hmm. absent himself. I couldn't let that be the, my ending. And right. I don't think you want that to be your ending either. You wouldn't be mm -hmm. watching this if you yeah. wanted to accept that that kind of ending and that defeat. So yes, what she said about the buffet, the smorgasbord, very important. You try different things and see what works for you and then stick with them and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And, and you may have bad days. You may have a bad week. There can be triggers. There can be setbacks. There can be all kinds of things. But you will get through them if you have all your programs and people in place. Mm -hmm. Your team, mm -hmm. your, mm -hmm. your team that's there to support and work with you, doing the hard work. You've got them in place. Then you're going to be fine. You have to believe mm -hmm. that, that you're mm -hmm. going to be fine if you do that. But it takes action. You have to do something. Mm -hmm. So now I'll hand and it off to you. Okay. And the action and, and the action, the action part is also part of reclaiming the, your power because you're using your own power to say, I'm worthy of getting better. I'm worthy of a better life. I'm worthy of all of these different things that I need to support my own recovery. So yes, that's a, that's a big part of it. Now I, uh, am just want to talk a little bit about what I offer. Um, I, Obviously, I've helped Jen. I love and have a passion for helping people to heal, especially through trauma. I am a holistic healer, and um, I've been a holistic healer professionally since about 2015. I'm a woman's empowerment coach that I have been coaching and teaching different courses for about four years now. And I have my holistic healing has different modalities that I use. I'm a Reiki master. I'm an energy master. I'm an Oracle as well. So if you want to get in touch with your spirituality, work with me. <laughs> and um, I also have a, a modality called soul alchemy, which is trauma release. Jen has had some of that before. I don't know. Have you had my Reiki? She, she really, she, she's a warrior. She wanted the deep dive spiritual. <laughs> Let's not even get into all the things you've had to do to work on me. Just well, let she's it part of what helped me develop some new modalities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I'm in such a bad shape that you had to invent new stuff. What yeah. Can I do I, um, let's, let's just say it was a challenging thing because my uh, my marriage was 16 years long and I was, what's a nice way to say it, balls deep in that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a nice way to say it, but yeah. it's a good description. And, um, and then before that, I had had two other relationships in my life, my first husband and then the person in between the, the two marriages that I've had, three total, every one of them terribly, tragically, profoundly mentally ill like my mother. So I have had a lifetime of dealing with mental illness and mm. people who are high functioning mentally ill, like they look okay to the world and have most people fooled, but underneath that, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's something else entirely. So yeah, um, we've, we've been through a lot and here again, and she's, it's really, you've come so really far transformationally helpful to me and, and and so were the other pieces and you know all those things I tried some of them worked some of them didn't I didn't stick with acupuncture you know they would put the little needles in my forehead and in in my hands and ankles and all my legs and my stomach just all over like tons of needles and I would just cry and cry and I wouldn't understand what was going on and I would leave and it's like, okay, what was that? <laughs> and so it really, you know, okay, uh, maybe a little cathartic release or something, but it, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't for me. And, and so that's what you have to do. You have to try mm -hmm. to get relief and to get guidance and to get strength mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. somewhere out because you can't do it alone. You can, this isn't, you can't do it mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is life threatening. If you think, oh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, I'm just going to push it down and repress it. You know, this kills people. You know, I, I have known two people in the last four years who ended their life mm-hmm. that were in my group. I have known numerous people who developed physical illnesses, physical disease in their body. And I know without any doubt it was caused by trying to repress this recovery from a relationship with a disordered narcissist Mm -hmm. or psychopath. That's what caused them to have all kinds of illnesses, fibromyalgia, autoimmune disease, maybe even cancer. Uh, absolutely. So I think this is, I don't think this, I know, I know this is deadly, lethal, what you're going through. Mm -hmm. If you have been in these relationships, if you were raised by narcissists and psychopaths and, and it's deeply imprinted and embedded and in you, in your very Mm -hmm. DNA through generational Mm -hmm. trauma, I know that it can (laughs) killing you it, it is preach it you. preach it you know it i don't know if i would have been able to convince you of that at the beginning of your recovery well i was ready you- to just check out <laughs> i i was you know I, if it hadn't been for my children eyes on mom what is she doing oh my gosh mm. uh i think i might have just checked out it was too mm. it was too much the pain the the loss of my of myself I lost myself. I lost my mother through him. He was my mother. He mothered me. I lost my Mm -hmm. son. He was like a child to me. I lost my husband when he wasn't being totally a lunatic and absolutely crazy. He was a very good husband. He was a covert narcissist. He didn't run around raging and fuming and and hitting or anything. He was just sweetie, cutie pie, patootie you know, adorable, and just the best husband ever. I lost all of that at once. Mm. It's too much for any one person to grieve all of that. You're grieving yourself, your parent, your child, your husband, all at the same time. It's like Mm -hmm. I had, you know, lost my whole family in a mass shooting or something. I imagine what those people go through is very similar to to this. And it's just too much. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you have to get help. Mm-hmm. You have to, because it's mm-hmm. deadly. Mm-hmm. And just because you survived at the, you know, the departure part doesn't mean you're going to survive long term. You could develop all kinds of problems mm-hmm. that will take you out. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. You don't want to yeah. do that. Or it's your time to do that. Yeah. So I, I really want to offer for anybody out there that is hearing this and does have is having that nudge to reach out and ask for help. I'm offering to get on a call with me. Okay. And what I'll do on that call is I'll assess. Um, I have a variety of different modalities that I could potentially help you with. Um, it's no obligation. I will give you 15 minutes of energy work. Okay. To calm your nerves to experience some of my work, what that's like. And I will talk to you and I will guide you, okay? And with no obligation, but I wanna be able to assess where you're at and find out how I can help you, if I can help you. And if I can't help you, I'm sure I can refer you to somewhere that can to, uh, to allow you, you know, assess to where you're at in your stages, what you're needing right now and, yeah, just connecting and seeing if we're a right fit. I would absolutely love to help you. This is part of my passion, part of why I'm here, part of why I've gone through the trauma, part of why I've developed these, these healing modalities is to help these situations. So you can do that by, I think Jen's going to post some stuff underneath. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Is that how it works, uh, Jen? But information. You can, Links and stuff will be down in the description part. So mm-hmm. just kind of go scroll down and, and look for that if you would like to connect. And um, I would well, just yeah, encourage- to, let me let me give them an easy, easy way. So if they're just listening and they don't have time to check that, if you just want to text me, you can text 662-710-0000. Just text me discovery call 
and I'll get you set up. Okay, with whatever you need. Let's hear that number one more time. <laughs> 662-710-0004. So 662-710-0004. Okay, and you can just text me discovery call. I'll send you a link for my calendar or I'll text you back and say, hey, it's Tayana. Thanks for reaching out. You're amazing because it takes courage. It takes courage to take a stand for yourself and we'll get you going. So we'll see where we well, can take thank it. You. Thank you so much for all of the enlightenment and clarifications and offers for help. And I just want to encourage all of the people out there to take the next steps. Um, you know, if not uh, with Tayana, then, you know, with somewhere, whatever you think those next steps are, maybe you want to go try acupuncture. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe that's yes. going to really be perfect for you. Uh, whatever you do, you need to take action and you need to do mm -hmm. it. And you may not feel like it. You may not want to. You may just want to, you know, curl up in a ball with a bucket of ice cream mm -hmm. and, and just wait for the apocalypse or whatever. But don't do that. That's not what mm -hmm. we are here for. That's not what has happened, what we're called to do. These are um, terrible times. And you're going to mm -hmm. have to help yourself. Nobody's coming to just come rescue you. Nobody's coming. We're all in this alone and you've got to learn to champion yourself self-validate take control empower yourself and do what you need to do for you to be able to get yourself together so that you can be the strong and powerful source of of light for the world that is in such desperate need of that right now mm -hmm. and and awesome. so um, so let's just get up and get out there and do something to to make things better for yourself because you got to fix yourself before you can help anybody else or be there for anybody else and if you've got family members or friends watching they're they're waiting to see what you do whether you're mm -hmm. going to be able to pull yourself together or not and they're probably rooting for you and and so you know um just let's get mm -hmm. it done get the work done um so thank you, Tayana, for being here. Um, thank you so much I, for I having me. And I, I love your heart. And um, our intentions are, are to make uh, people understand what happened to them and mm -hmm. to cultivate that, you know, to blow the, the fire back on those embers to get it mm -hmm. just to be a bonfire that's going to light up everything and and send you out there to be a helper and a healer and a that's and correct. to be that person that you're meant to be and to have a glorious joyful life and all of that yeah that's what we want for you <laughs> yes okay so thank you for being here today and um, check the information out below Okay, guys. See you next time. Bye, Jen. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank you so much.